When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Jamie Carragher, and you are listening to the Copy Podcast. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to the Copy Podcast. It is the Aston Villa reaction show, Liverpool 3, Aston Villa 0. Um, I'm just thinking about the group chat. I think only one person got the right score. Christian was dying for a Villa goal towards the end to make to make it 3-1. I went for 2-1, so I got the right amount of goals, but didn't quite get the correct score. But fuck it, Liverpool won 3-0. Boss performance, Klopp's 300th Premier League game, 188 wins, 69 draws, 43 losses, Dominant performance from start to finish, pretty much. 10 points out of 12. First goal for Superman Zaboslai. Trent gets a 3-0 win in his first game as captain. And basically a perfect Sunday afternoon with great weather. Couldn't have asked for any more, could be, lad? No. Yeah, I'm joined by, uh, this, is, this is Christian, by the way. I haven't, I haven't even introduced <laughs> him. I'm so, I'm so hyped by the intro and all that. I, haven't even, I forgot who I'm with. Christian, how are you doing, lad? Yeah, I'm good. I can't complain. Obviously, you you wrapped it up all perfectly there, mate. Uh, about the feelings and how the performance was from uh, Liverpool against Aston Villa. So uh, we can just leave it there. Uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Going to leave us a review or a rating. <laughs> now, of course, we've got to get stuck into. I mean, I call them Superman to Bosley, and that. If you've seen the thumbnail, I hope you appreciate because he is Superman. And whenever he get put in a performance like he did yesterday, I'm going to keep using that in somewhere in the thumbnail at some point, even if it's a small in the corner. I'm going to it might even hide them and see play where's Wally with them. We'll do whatever we can to get it in there. Did you see um, that before we just uh, move forward? Did you see that? Like, because I saw the people on my tweet when I just, you know, tweeted about, you know, uh, having him over Mason Mount and all that kind of stuff. We got quite many reactions or interactions on, on Twitter. But there was a few you saying, "Oh, look how hairy his legs are." Did you did you see his legs? <laughs> his legs? I did. I did. I saw someone. I saw someone post. That, I can't remember about it, but. Um... <laughs> It's like how how early is that? And I was like, yeah. And then it's one of them. Like you have, to, then you have to click on it. Then you have to zoom in on his thighs, and you're like, yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, proper man, fucking proper, up. proper beast, proper beast in every sense. Like, what a guy, what a footballer. <laughs> um, I mean, before we get into that, because I mean, Sabozlai so, so scores within three minutes, so we're going to get straight into that beautiful fella very shortly. But what were your thoughts on the eleven then? Because um, we knew Canate was out, we knew Van Dijk was out, we knew it was going to be Matic and Gomez. Um, I guess the only thing, the only questions were, is Endo going to start? Are we going to push uh, McAllister back into the position he was against Newcastle? 
Um, and then is is Nunez going to start after his heroics at St James's? So there was a couple of questions, but yeah, McAllister started the six. Curtis Jones comes in. Nunes starts the nine, and Diaz remains as the as the left winger. And I think pretty much everyone else picks itself. But was was you happy with that lineup when you when you seen it come through? Yeah, I was happy. I was a little bit surprised Curtis Jones was starting, but at the same time, you know, it's a home game, so putting McAllister as a number six is not, you know, the end of the world. We saw that he can play that role, and he's done it in Brighton before as well. So I think, you know, playing at home, it's a, it's it's not a brave uh, choice. It's actually a quite clever choice and you know we can always talk about the opinions on Curtis Jones taking you know next steps and he was really good at the end of last season but what we could see in this game is he's great when it comes to you know pressing and covering space and he's good on the ball he's he's getting better and better it might just take a little bit you know longer for him but I think in this game together in that midfield I thought it was really good so you know, when you saw it first, and you also saw Darwin Nunes start, you know, up front, I, I, I thought it was really great Liverpool team on the paper. And I would have liked Ender to start, you know, if you think you want to see more of a new player. But in terms of just having a really strong team going out, at, you know, uh, on the pitch at Anfield and play Aston Villa, I was really ha- happy and pleased. Yeah, I think basically from the way we set up, I don't think we really needed endo shielding in the way i mean McAllister can do that position and i think he's very tidy very neat in there that's kind of all you need when you're at home um i mean villa was i thought it was going to be more of a test than it was it proved not to be they had some chances but liverpool was just kind of in cruise control and that's the and klopp said it we that was the best we've played uh this season and it was it was obvious why because it's just how how just comfortable we were like we never felt stretched and we, we always say on these shows like an early goal helps a lot and that fella um, gets it on the on the third minute, and it's a. I mean, the way it comes out to him, and it's on his left foot. You're thinking, is he going to maybe take a little touch inside, and then well, he on his right foot. But the way that he hits it, it kind of hits it. It reminded me a little bit of Thiago's against you know Porto. The way he hits it, and it kind of skims off the surface because it looks like from some angles, it looks like a deflection, but it's because of the velocity of the strike and the way that it's the, the way that it it's the turf and, and kind of I guess curls off, off the back of that but it was just a a lovely strike and a I guess the ice on the cake for the performances he's put in I mean this perform the performance against Villa was also amazing but the performances he's been put, putting in, in in recent weeks with 10 men and all that and then to get a goal early doors in the way that he did was just like just made you love him 10 times more didn't it yeah, and we see him, like you said, in the previous games, he's been really, really good in terms of work rate, you know, creativity. We can see that he's a real proper player, uh, a young one, you know, but someone who can actually, is actually fit to wear that number eight shirt. You know, we've we've been looking for someone to take that place after Gerard and actually be that kind of player that you can you know rely on you know that's gonna you know score these types of goals and I think like I said the previous performances had just you know had us waiting for what's next and you know the goal was the next thing he scored a perfect goal really beautiful and you can see what he has to you know offer for this team and what he can do from that position and um, I'm just excited to see him you know going forward you know keep on playing and uh, I wrote a tweet today as well you say you know in 10-15 years I think you know we will look back at at this moment in time and just you know talk about Soboslai as a proper Liverpool legend no doubt about it if he continues like this I mean yeah I mean if he continues in this 
Wayne and Jesus Christ, we've got we've got an absolute player. Like just a blend of like engine and ability. Like he's got. I mean, there's yeah. no like. I mean, people are going like, oh, like the Hungarian Gerard and whatever, and it's like it's a bit tongue in cheek. But if he if he genuinely carries on in the way that he's going, I mean, even if he's seventy percent the player Gerard was, we've got an absolute star in our hands. And I mean, there's been yeah likenesses to like De Bruyne and stuff and. I mean, De Bruyne's been doing it for ages and, and as well. Class of Bosla is at the start of his journey, I guess. But in terms of a foundation to be creating in the, these first four games and the fact that he's played, I think he's played every minute. I think he's probably been the first name on, on the team sheet, to be honest. And I, I can't, it's good that Klopp's, well, the scouting to get him in. I mean, I don't know how much you'd seen of him before he came in. He was, I hadn't seen that much. I'd seen like the compilations and stuff, but you do, it's only when you actually watch him for. A full game when you realise just how silky the rest of his players. He's not. He's not all about long shots and that. He's got loads more to his game, and it's exciting to think. Just yeah, like you said, four games in, played every minute. Klopp trusts him implicitly, and he's. I guess he's like becoming a little bit like the the heartbeat of the team. He's the guy setting the tempo. He's the guy chasing people down. Even yesterday, two two nil up, three nil up. He's he's literally everywhere, all over the pitch, trying to make things happen, closing stuff down. Even towards the last couple of minutes of the game, he's he's there, legging it, trying to close players down. And you're like, that's what we that's what we need. That that was what Henderson was doing for a, a long period of time, and to get someone in like this who who has also got. Ability to score goals from long range and all those other attributes that he can hopefully um, develop over the years that he's at the, the club, which is hopefully a long time. It's it's really exciting, isn't it? Yeah, I think he's the total perfect package of a midfielder in modern football. You know, the the, the Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, you know, to, to compare him with him is you know it's it's hard, and obviously saying he's the Hungarian Gerard as well. But if you look at it, it's it's. It is something like that. It's like a mix of them in one way. I think with, like you said, he, he works his socks off. He's defensively really good. He's strong and, you know, he can run loads and work hard. Uh, offensively, he's got creativity. He's good with his both feet. You know, he's he just got it all to keep on develop and to be, a you know, a really, really good and probably a world-class all-around midfielder for Liverpool because what I like with him is that I actually can do defensive work as well. And like you said, only, only you know, his presence in the team like used to be in there because he seems, like you said, he's, he's just the perfect fit for the club as well. The, not only the way he's playing on the field, the way he acts and talks and breathes, he's already... You know, a Liverpool man in that sense, if you like. If it feels like, you know, he's fitting this club perfectly and the other way around as well. So sometimes you just pick up these players where you think like he was kind of born to play for Liverpool in a way, if you like. And that's the feeling that we want. We want players. Like you said, it's a perfect description really to say he's a heartbeat of the team and we really have needed that for a long time. And to have such a young player with all those attributes already being really, you know, high quality, I just, you know, looking forward to see what he can reach and what levels he can reach in terms of, you know, getting a little bit older, getting more experience, playing the Premier League and develop on the club because he can very, you know, much become world-class and one of the best players in the world. Yeah, and especially like when we've been talking like last year about like the midfield being horrific and without energy and whatever, we've got fellas in there like McAllister was great as well and Zabozlai was just leading from the front and then Endo comes on towards the end and stuff. So there's there's players in there. Obviously Graven Birch was there to watch and got to see firsthand how impressive we are and how he can fit in. 
Um, so yeah, there's I mean, there's loads of good stuff in, in the midfield, and that's what we wanted to see. So it's it's really nice. It's it's yeah, it's boss. Um, let's get stuck into the next goal. Then it's 19, 19 minutes later. Matty Cash gets a nice little finish uh, for us, but it's the it's the play. It's the um, you posted something on our on our Twitter uh, at Copway Podcast today, and it was just a, a lovely angle of of that goal and Trent. Like when you watch it. I mean, whatever angle you watch it, Trent's passes are just a just a joy because the curve on them, the pace, he's basically curving it into the space where he knows Salah can then get onto it. But the bend on it's perfect to go towards the pen spot, um, and then yeah, Salah does what Salah does, flicks it on Darwin Nunes. Unf- very unfortunate. I mean, if that flies bottom corner, he, he absolutely wellied it to be fair, so the keeper had no chance. But it unfortunately hits the post, but it comes out, and I mean. It's not technically technically an assist, but it should be from for, for what it was because it was it was nearly a goal. But it's it's that I guess trio again of Trent Salah and, and Nunes just causing carnage, and that's why Nunes deserved deserved to start after this after um, the heroics at St James's Park. But he was he was in this game and he was very very much a part of balls over the top because that's kind of what Liverpool identified early on. It was like right balls in behind, balls over top, balls over to. The channels, loads of pace. They're not going to like it. Pau Torres was absolutely blowing for for the first sixty. He was absolutely knackered about yeah. But um, yeah, it was it was a good goal, and thankfully it, it clipped off the post and went went off. Cash and went in, and after twenty two minutes, when you two 0 up against Villa in a game where you were, before the game we were talking about Villa and how good they were and how many danger men they've got to kind of get two goals that quickly. It just settles everything down, and Liverpool then can just, I guess, see the game out really. Because from that point, I mean, it seems seems weird to say that after twenty two minutes, so I'm, and I probably want, would have wanted another goal before half time to make myself feel fully better. But at that point, with the way Liverpool were kind of knocking it around and stuff, you just got a good feeling that Liverpool have I've got this sewn up here, and I haven't felt like that for a while. I've always felt like Liverpool are going to give something away, and we did give little bits away. But I always felt Liverpool in the past, like especially last year, we're going to concede um, pretty much straight after because we maybe lose track or we just lose our minds a little bit in in keeping the ball. But um, yeah, to get the goal, the second goal so early was was another good part of the day, wasn't it? Yeah, like you already mentioned, the the pass from Trent and you know the run from Salah, and obviously with the speed of Darwin being the right position, and the finish is great as well. It's just obviously you know unfortunate he's hitting the post, but it's obviously uh, deflected on uh, Matt Cash to go in, and it's a goal. And I, I liked what you know Darwin was doing in the in the game because I, I know that I was a little bit concerned before because I, I wanted Darwin to start, but I was concerned about Villa maybe standing a bit more deep with their defensive line so there wouldn't be any spaces behind them. But my God, did they leave spaces behind? You know that we could actually use Darwin in that position more perfect than I thought because that's where I thought maybe Klopp will go with Gakpo again because I'm coming down deep and get the ball and going forward that way. Um, that I thought, you know, Darwin Nunez was brilliant. He was involved in loads and he gave, you know, he, he caused troubles all the time. Uh, and I'm just happy, you know, for him because, like you said, after the Newcastle game where he had those two, you know, world class finishes and, you know, win us the game, he should start. You deserve to start after that because, like we said before as well, he's a player that thrives from self confidence and belief. And if you get that, you know, you can see that he's just had this aura as well, that he's the main man up front. 
And, you know, I thought he was really good. And with Salah, you can see that Salah loves to play with him as well because they seem to understand each other very, very well. You know, this seems like to be a telepathic kind of way of knowing each other and where to run and, you know, where to pass and all that kind of stuff. So with that goal going in, like you said as well, because the first goal, obviously, that early gave us control of the game and then we could go when they were coming up and trying to, you know, harm us we can actually punish them in a way of a, a counter counter attack if you like because they were going forward uh, and when that second goal went in I thought you know just control it out now until half time we don't really need to stress here we can just take it easy and see uh, when we get the option you know to to punish them like that again so from that moment like you said uh, I wasn't worried even though they had a few chances you know Allison had a, a one great save they had a few just outside like the post and missed some chances so it wasn't perfect defensively but it was still quite solid in my opinion you know when we talk about Joel Matip and Joe Gomez playing I thought they were really good as well yes they gave away some situations but overall in that game I'm very pleased with the performance they put in for us yeah, definitely. I think Joe Gomez, considering the injuries he's had, deserves some some good luck. The poor, the poor fella. Um, but he was another one. He was he was good today, today, yesterday. I wish it was today. I wish I could, wish I could relive that again. Um, but yeah, you were talking <laughs> about the the connection with Salah and Nunes, and we got to half time two 0 It's only ten minutes after that we get the third goal, and that's like that's the moment where you're like, right, sorted now. Fifty five minutes, we've got. Still quite a lot of time in the game left, but when you're 3-0 up and, and like I said, just knocking it about in the way that we were um, and that, that connection between Nunes and Salah was vital like, at St. James's Park with Salah playing in Nunes for the winner. And this time it was a it was a corner and Nunes made a very intelligent run to the near post, knew where it was going, a little flick on and Salah's at the back post there just to literally have a, have a tap in. And yeah, Salah's just, I mean... <laughs> It's Salah time, everyone, like it is every week. We, we talk about Mo Salah and the, <clears throat> the amount of stuff that he, um, how good he is. And of course, there's been these links um, to Saudi and stuff and like, laughing it off, saying it's all media stuff. And then Zabaz like comes out after the match and just adds even more love from us all, saying that Salah's going to stay and stuff. And you're just like, oh, what a fella for saying that. But just some bits on Salah, um, because because why not? Um, yeah, so the... Mike Redu would do the stat show with now and again. He posted something about Salah. So in his last 18 starts, he's got 22 goals or assists, at least one goal involvement in 16 of of the 18, which is just, I mean, it's it's, it's honestly ridiculous. It's not it's normalised now. We're used to it, but it's still when you, I mean, when we look back in 10 years, we'd be like, this fellow is just a an absolute joke of a player. He's ridiculous. Another one for you as well. Mo Salah is the first player to score or assist in 10 consecutive appearances in the Premier League since Mo Salah <laughs> between August and December 2021 when he'd done it for 15 games in a row. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I love, like, the... I don't know if you've seen, like, the Simpsons meme online where it's, like, um, yeah. say the line. It's, like, only Mo Salah and then all the, all the class cheer. But uh, I, I absolutely love it. But I love it even more when Salah's, like, only Mo Salah since Mo Salah. It's, like, so it's basically yeah. Salah just against Mo Salah at this point. Like, he's trying to break his own records. And, I, I mean, it was a... It was just... A, it was a tapping, but he's he's there at the right time. And he's... I mean, he's again, he's just a ridiculous, ridiculous player. And he's he's vital to what we're doing. I think, like, all these links and whatever are 
maybe have turned his head with the amount of money they're offering, like apparently like a million and a half a week, which is just a joke. But for what for what that man, I guess for what he is, he's a he's a record breaking machine. He wants to win stuff. He wants to. I don't know. He's not. He's not. I can't liken him to like the players that have went there. Like you would guess, will be happy with loads of money, of course, they will. But like the likes of Neymar and stuff, he will be happy just to be doing rainbow flicks and flip flaps past players and megan about ten people every game and whatever. Like, <laughs> he, but Salah's more. He's he's more driven for the the stuff that we want him to be driven for, like Premier League titles and domestic cup titles, hopefully Europa League titles and etc. But yeah. all these stats that we read after it seems like every game there's more stats. It's but it just goes. It just gets thrown into the the big pile of Mo Salah genius, doesn't it? Really? Yeah, and I think all the stats that you you know mentioned there, and what we've seen Mo Salah do for you know since he came to Liverpool, he just backs up the opinions that I have. You know that you know people have said on Twitter that you know for two hundred million pounds we should sell him because, but you can't replace you know, those numbers because he's one of a kind. Yes, you could, you know, buy players that will give you goals you, you or assists or do a great job. But, you know, when you look at the stats and, you know, what they've done and doing it consistently for so long, you know, you you can't, you, there's no prize on it. So, you know, whatever, whatever happens next summer or whatever, you know, he choose to do or want to do or whatever, you know, that's, that's, that's his own will we can't really do anything you know he's got the contract if he want to leave next summer um and go to the Saudi league because he get offered more money or just decides to keep keep on breaking records in liverpool that we, we have to see but you know in my opinion we should just keep in as long as he wants to stay with us obviously there's there's no there's, there's no you know you, you you're not saying in your mind if you want to sell him because you know when you see him giving the assists you know to um, well, it wasn't maybe an assist, but you know, playing in uh, uh, David Nunez for the goal that Matty Cash obviously scores, but also the assist, you know, against Newcastle. Then you see Nunez flicking it on to Salah, who pops up at the, you know, the the, the back uh, post and all that kind of stuff. It's just someone who is involved in so many goals and assists and created chances. That there's not many of them because football is very hard today when it comes to you know players being very clever and smart and organized and you know with the tactics. Yes, it could be many goals, but you know they come from brilliant, great players uh, like Mo Salah. So, you know, I, I just hope that he will continue and want to play at the biggest stage for as long as he wants because he will—he's that fit. You know, he's thirty-one now, but he will be banging in goals when he's 35, 36, if he continues like this. And why not for Liverpool? Because if he's staying fit like this without any injuries. He can play at this level for, you know, several more years. And why go the Saudi League? Okay, I get that money is there, obviously. You know, you will have loads and loads and loads of money that you probably won't be able to spend for three lifetimes, if you like. But it's just that if you want to play football and you are driven by, you know, playing it on the biggest stage and passion and want to win the biggest things, you're not leaving Liverpool in the Premier League to play in the Saudi League. You want to be competing in the in the Champions League for the Premier League and all that kind of stuff. And I think that's Mo Salah as a person as well. And he knows that he can probably stay with us for another two, three, four years and still go to the Saudi League then if it's still a big thing, you know, in, in, in years to come. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I hope so. And, you know, he can he can see himself. You know, we talked about it before, Mick, that, you know, it's 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 a little bit further up the ladder now to reach other goal scorers in our history that are, you know, positioned like 4-3-2-1. Uh, 
But, you know, I, I think he look at himself and think, you know, I can reach a couple of them if I continue for a couple of years. You know, I can reach and become one of the, you know, top three goals, goals in Liverpool history. And, you know, if he, do, he does that in the modern football, you know, it's something that, you you know, will ever probably ever happen again. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I remember he'd done like a um, he'd done an interview and they were talking about like top goal scorers. I think Ian Rush got mentioned how many goals he scored, and he was Salah just couldn't believe how many because he was. I think he was a bit gutted that he's got still got loads and loads to reach him. Um, but it's funny you mention that because I've just got the the uh, the stats up like just to just to have a little quick discussion about it. So Salah's fifth in the all time Liverpool goal scoring list on one hundred and eighty eight two now two ahead of Steven Gerrard. Five ahead of Mo, um, five ahead of Mo Salah, five ahead of Robbie Fowler. He's only forty behind Billy Little now, um, so he needs forty-one to go fourth, basically. Um, Gordon Hodgson's on two four one, so he's got a little bit. I mean, that's the thing. I think if if he decides he wants to stay at Liverpool and maybe try and get into third or second place on that list, because that's the type of man he is. We know that because Klopp says it all the time. Like he was fuming about coming off. Um, in the opening game of the season because he wanted to um, keep that record going because he knows about it because he knows these things he checks it all and it's like I used to think is that a bad thing like when, I guess when he was doing it at the beginning I was like is that a bad thing that he's so driven but the more he does it the more he's breaking his records I'm like he's driven because he knows he can do it he's driven because he knows it's it's achievable for him because nothing's not achievable for him because that's how that's how good he is so I mean Roger Hunt's on 285 which is yeah, I mean he's second in the list, <laughs> so that's like what ninety-seven ahead, which is you know, ridiculous, ridiculous amount of goals by Roger Hunt. Ian Rush is on three, four, six. So I mean, unless Salah wants to try and keep playing up for the Reds until he's like forty-one, forty-two, he might, he might do it. But um, yeah, but that's the type of guy. I think that's what we're trying to say. That's the type of guy he is. He would be looking at these and going, right, I've passed Fowler. Past Dagley, she passed out when you passed Gerard. Like all these players are like idols, legends of the of the club, and have been scoring goals for fun and been geniuses in the past. So, I mean, the fact that he's ahead of them and he's got players in his sights not too far away, the likes a bit little, bit little. who's like forty ahead, he needs forty one. Yeah. And I say only forty one, like that's fuck all. But for most Allen, it's not, and that's kind of I guess what we're talking, what we're trying to. Say so is like that's the thing he wants to do, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And then you look at you know a player who's been playing on the you know right wing striker, if you like. And again, the stats, the goals, the assists, the the work rate, uh, you know, always playing, always available, never injured. You have those kind of players that you know you there's no price. You can't you can't buy them because or sell them in our case. You know that's the thing because you look at you know there's been talks now about you know Jadon Sancho in their social media about what happened in Man United and you know it comes out reports today about what Anthony might have done you know with domestic violence and shit you know that's the thing but if I just leave that now you know you have someone they paid almost like a 
I can't remember how much, but you know, almost like hundred million pounds for you know to get Anthony in the in the team, or maybe not that much, but in Swedish money, it's like a, a you know a billion or whatever it is. So it's it's loads of money, and you, you get those wingers or you know right or left wing strikers, but they don't score any goals. They're not really contribute to the team. You know, they they're not that good, but they cost loads of money. And then we got Salah, and he does all this for us. And if you compare them to other players playing those positions, you know, he, he's world class. He's on a, a totally different level in terms of numbers and what he puts in for the team and how he connects with other players. So again, you, you can't sell someone you like even if there's two hundred you know million pounds on, on the table and some say yeah we should sell him now because of the money. Who the hell are we supposed to replace him with and get all those numbers? Because all those goals and assists will help us to hopefully win something this season. You know, the Premier League or the Europa League. But, you know, most important of all, to make us back into the Champions League next season. Because obviously we want to be at the, you know, playing in the, the biggest competition in, in World Cup football. So if you just get rid of that, who's going to, you know, I know that we talk about spreading out goals and other plays and stuff. And yes, that would have probably happened. Now we saw it, you know, Sober Slide, David Nunes is there. We hope, you know, lose the has scored some. So we hope it's going to happen more and more. But still, you can't just lose all those goals that Salah gives us. Yeah, I think the age thing is a bit mad because like 31, he's, I guess, I guess in like that, yesteryear and other, other eras, like when you're 30, you're basically done. But Salah's like a, specimen of a man he's like he's he's going to be like you said he's going to be scoring goals for as long as he wants to um i guess that i guess the only point is like the contract which is two years so i guess next year when inevitably there'll be more bids coming in it's all it's then up to salah to go right i can go now and get his loads of money or if he wants to stay i don't know i mean i'd, I'd love him to I'd love him just to keep staying. I'd love him to just keep renewing his yeah. contract because, like you said, no one can come in up until the point where he's up until the point where we can see Mo Salah's playing right wing and he's not producing and he's not involved and whatever and he's not the same player up until that point. Um, I'm happy to keep him. That's that's the thing. Like I know people say that you should maybe sell when a player is still decent enough, but I would feel like Mosal will always be decent enough. I don't think he'll be, I don't think he'll fall off the edge of a cliff. He's 31 now. He's still got enough pace, still got enough power, still can score goals, still can create. Yeah. And I think, feel like he, I think like he, he can, yeah, I don't see a point when, obviously when he gets like late 30s and whatever, that'll, that'll happen as, as the legs start to wane a little bit. But he's a, he's a, like footy's different now. He's a proper specimen. He's not, he's not gonna, he's not gonna be going anywhere he's not going to be dropping his levels anywhere near soon with the, with the amount of ability and, and the amount of um, athleticism he's got in his body, is he? No, I don't think so. You you know, we, we look at Slatan, you know, Swedish player, obviously everyone knows, you know, played until he was like 42. Obviously he got loads of injuries at, at the end of his career now and before he ended it uh, at the end of last season. But, you know, he kept on banging in goals and, you know, changed his way of playing, the, you know, when he got a bit older and all that. And I, I think, you know, when we look at Salah, even if he still will score loads of goals and maybe his goal production will, you know, slowly start to become less and less, you know, with age and not uh, as quick and stuff like that. But if you look at how he played now with Darwin Nunez and we're thinking Darwin Nunez is going to just develop and continue, he could be the perfect little partner to just create things together with him and actually be one who can assist even more to a player like Darwin with pace and, you know, striking ability. So he might just change his game to, you know, still be a goal scorer, but not as many goals, but more become a creative player in sense of, you know, being the one who actually passes 
to and assists to goals for other players. So he's still contributing in a very um, clever and very important way for us. Very much so, very much so. I think that's enough Salah time anyway. He's just probably done 15 minutes, but it's deserved. <laughs> deserved. We need to talk about Mo Salah and how good he is while he's still here. Hopefully for a long, a long more, a long time more. But we'll, we'll have to see, I guess, next summer was the big question. Uh, so Liverpool, yeah, get the three goals. Um, I mean, um, 10 minutes later, Gakpo comes on, Nunes goes off. We've got Jota coming on for Diaz, Elliot coming on for Jones, Kwanzaa comes on for Trent. That's, I guess that's the only downside of the game and we'll get on to some more good bits but Trent as good as he was like get to get that injury towards the end the only I've never said this in my life it's a good thing it's the international break because <laughs> we've now got time for Trent to have the scan and if if it's hopefully not bad he'll be back in time for Wolves along with Canate hopefully along with Van Dijk hopefully along with Thiago these players that weren't even um, involved <laughs> yesterday and we still put on a on a proper display so we'll have to see I think the I mean the Van Dijk had up until the 1st of September to respond to the charge and nothing I haven't heard anything else yet I mean I'm not too sure what's going to happen with that but even if it's an extra game then I'd rather just know about it so we can kind of focus but it's good because what I want to get onto is like the amount of players that played well yesterday is that's another thing that struck me because I guess at the end of last season we had some players who really stepped up and like Curtis Jones and whatever and really stepped up to the plate and decided right we need to sort this form out heading into the new season but yesterday I just felt like everyone to a man I mean in terms of I think match, um, like man of the match I think was easy because Zabozlai was that good but like Trent, Matip, Gomez, Robertson, Andy Robertson was, was been a lot, of question, a lot of question marks thrown Andy Robertson's way and you don't hear, when he plays well and he's like when he's Andy Robertson you don't hear anything and I mean you you still see people praising him but it's not it's like oh he's, he's hitting his expected level so it's fine but I feel yeah. like you need to like appreciate when a player's played that well because he was I mean their wingers are very quick and and, and, uh, and tricky but he, he was on them all the time he was showing energy he was not rushing into things or when he rushed in he made sure he at least made a tackle put his foot in there make something happen get in there make a make a tackle pass it on and make another run um yeah diaz nunez McAllister, Zabozlai, salah jones i feel like when when your team performs like that against the very good villa side it make it just made it easy to watch because you're like well everyone's clicking here we've we've clicked i think that's the yeah. Proper clicked into gear and it's finally, like, yeah, yeah, because <laughs> we saw we saw it in bits and whatever, but like that was the moment, and and to do it without the likes of likes of Van Dijk and Canate and Thiago etc. in the team is a really good sign that once those players come back into the fold and Liverpool have even more potential uh, players to come in, it's it's proper exciting, isn't it? Because I, I guess last year didn't go the way it wanted, but the way this season's gone, like ten points out of twelve. Um, obviously City have won all four of course as they always do but to be in and around there in, in, going into the international break is it, it's it's just it's boss to see isn't it yeah and I think I think the power from the new midfield you know everything in that midfield with McAllister Sobosly and you know Jones or even now you know playing Endo as well when he can can um, and we got the you know Kurt Jones we got the Elliot and Thiago and everyone can come in and do a job this there's a great 
it's a great like age range you know around uh, I, I saw a photo before i'm gonna just take it up quickly where you know you look at players that are you know Soboslai is 22 years old you got obviously doke is 17 you got elias 20 elliot 20 Curtis jones 22 uh gakpo 24 by 18 uh, David Nunes 23, McAllister 24, Trent 24. And you look at it just and think of that's almost like a whole team of, you know, great players in a, in a young age, but very high quality and, you know, can still develop and become even better. Um, and I think when you look at that, like you said, I think that the midfield and the boost that we have had with creativity as well and very, um, you know, feeling very safe on the ball you know McAllister drops deep get it and just turn around and looks for passes you know this obviously the, they weren't like putting loads of pressure on us at some moments in the game Aston Villa they did a few times but I think you know we can just feel a little bit safe um, with the midfield carrying the ball you know passing it around finding the ways not stressing and I think that was the problem last season even though you know with all respect for Hendo Fabinho and all that you know they they started to become a little bit older uh, in one way with Fabinho, you know, he, he, at least last season before springtime, you know, his legs and head was gone a bit, you know, and the others were older. And even though we wanted them to do well and, you know, we, we were hoping for them, you know, to continue and to do well with all, all the things they won and done for us. You can see the difference now with this midfield. You can see it in the diff, this, you can see the difference in the other departments of the team as well, because they see a new midfield and they see like, wow, these guys are doing this. They can run, they can fight, they can uh, pass, they can, you know, dribble past their men. So they see something new, which obviously boosts them as well. So they know that we've got something new here that we can really thrive of as well. So I think, like you said, by having that new midfield and everyone else seeing it and playing with it, it that's the way it clicks. Because you see that, you know, because midfield is such a vital part of a football team and in games, you know, if you win the midfield, you, you usually win the game. That's what, you know, people say. If you control the midfield, you usually win the game in the end. And I think, you know, with the, this new midfield, like you said, it clicks and it's just brilliant to see. Yeah, and even throwing Gravenberch into that 21, who's, yeah, like we said before, was after game, he got to see just how good Liverpool are. Um, I guess it was a good game for him to watch for, as, a, as a first game in the flesh. And I guess off the back of that, the news this morning that Neil Jones posted about uh, he won't be travelling to the Holland under-21 under um, games because he wants to stay and focus on his on his new club. And like I love, I love that mentality. He's, he's sat there, he's watched how good Liverpool were and he's like, right, I need to... I need to stay around and get properly acclimatised and get st- straight stuck into this if I want to come in and make a big impact. So fair play to him. Like he's, got, he's got 12 days until until Wolves and he, yeah, he's going to be around at the AXA. So hopefully he can get himself into the squad, etc. And he can, I guess we can start to see little glimpses of him on the pitch because from what we've seen of the new lads so far, it's been, it's been all amazing stuff. It really has. So hopefully he can come in and um, yeah, this hopefully this twelve days before the Wolves game, you can really, I guess, show show what he's what he's made of. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about WhatsApp prediction league because let's just, let's finish with that because we every time we mention it, I haven't got the scores written down. So Paul was like, right, there you go, Mick, I'm sending this to you personally. Read it. <laughs> he didn't say that word. Obviously, Paul's too nice for that, but that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of that's, that's kind of what he meant. Um, so yeah. 
Doug is top with eight points. You've got Yuki, Freddy, and Aiden on seven. Christian is on six points. You are flying, lad. So you're on. So you're in fifth place at the minute. So you're doing really well. Uh, I'm slacking on three points in. I think I looked and I was like, after I was, I got past like the sixth, seventh, eighth place, I was like, oh my God, how far down am I? I was 10th. But there's quite a few people on three points. Uh, I think there's about 20, did you have 29, 30 was in the group chat. So yeah, some people are a couple of weeks behind. So if they join, if they join into the group chat late, but if you do want to join, I say this every week, just literally, um, yeah. I mean, you can email it. I keep, I always forget we've got an email. If you want to email us, a good old fashioned email, uh, the copy podcast at gmail.com, then yeah, or just good old Twitter and Instagram at copy podcast. Just say you want to join the group or you want to get involved in posting pictures of pints or whatever, or chatting or laughing at Man United <laughs> or laughing at Everton or loads of good stuff in there. So if you want to join, just let just let us know. Um, so yeah. Well, I was going to say unfortunately, it's unfortunate and it's fortunate because we've got time to get more players back. But it is going to be the international break now. But like I said mm. before, if Canate Van Dijk, Thiago, Trent, hopefully, is back for Wolves away because I mean that's going to be. I mean, it, I guess every away game is tricky, I and mean, Wolves is always Wolves is always tricky as well. But if we get those players back, I've just mentioned that, and the way we've been, the form that we're showing, and whatever. I mean, you just Liverpool are odds on to go and win that. And I haven't, I mean, maybe I'm just being super optimistic, but I haven't felt like very excited going into games thinking that Liverpool, are, I've got too much here. For, um, even if it does slightly go wrong, we've got enough quality to, to get back into games. And I think going into Wolves like that, it's it's just, I just want to keep watching Liverpool play games of footy. And it's, it is a bit annoying that we, we can't do that now for 12 days. But Wolves, Wolves is always tricky, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it's. You, I always think like you could never underestimate to think that you're going to go and play someone and it's going to be an easy game, you know, to win. Uh, you always have to like go in with the right attitude and 100%, you know, to go in t- and win the game. And I think like we did against Aston Villa, even if it was at home, we were on it straight away. And that's what you need. And especially, you know, with an early goal like that, it helps. But with Wolves as well, you know, they, they lost, you could say they lost... T- the, their whole spine in the team, you know, with the players that actually went this summer. So, you know, without being disrespectful, I think it should be, you know, a game where we could easily go and feel like, yeah, we should come away with three points here and keep on building what, you know, this great start of the season. Uh, because they lost many good players. Uh, they're not, you know, they, they are probably one of the teams that people predict going down. Uh, with you know, and with that said, it's it's not, you know, automatically an easy game. But I think, you know, it's it's a great time to play them after they actually lost lost them really good players so with also with us being this kind of form that's what i also think you know with the international brace coming in a bad moment because i really would have liked us to just build on this but it is what it is can't really do anything about it i just don't enjoy the international breaks. Um, you know, I, I hate to feel that I got oh, I got two weeks now without any Premier League football. It's gonna kill me slowly until the day I'm 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 alive again when we play. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. Then I was like, I thought you were gonna say till the day I die, and I was like, then you yeah, you went with that instead. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, the longer it takes, just like oh fucking hell, I want Premier League to get back, and you know, just the day when it's actually is back, I'm I'm back alive. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's funny because like when we start the season, I, I was like, am I looking forward to the season starting? I don't know if I am. I don't because Liverpool have ended the season well, but are we gonna start the season and then then. 
you, as yeah. soon as it like kicks off, that, that the the bugs back in it, like it's there, it's there, and like Liverpool are playing, and then Liverpool are just absolutely smashing it, like we were, like we were yesterday. Then it it's the world's a good place, it really is. Um, but yeah, let's let's leave it there. Then covered loads of good stuff there, loads of good stats and stuff. Hopefully, you enjoyed the show. Um, just before we go, um, if you are in the market for some LFC. Um, merchandise then do get over to jackdesign.uk forward slash shop and enter code cop810 and get yourself 10% off so if you just type that in jackdesign.uk forward slash shop go over have a look there's all kinds of stuff on there jumpers t-shirts prints mugs um yeah literally everything and he creates stuff kind of off the back of what liverpool are doing so there's, there's loads of good recent stuff on there like the United seven they'll win and yeah, seven up and all that. Like loads of loads of funny stuff on like you can have t shirts, jumpers, whatever you want. But if you go over there, enter the code cop I ten and get yourself ten percent off as well. So if you want to go and yeah, treat yourself or treat a family member, then get yourself ten percent off as well. So win win. Um but yeah, we'll leave it there. Thanks everyone for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. It's always it's always nice and it's always exciting when you talk about Liverpool and you've got so much like I've I had to, when the thing is right when I've when I've had to write stuff out and I've got like a script like a proper professional <laughs> well I think that I'm professional or not that's when I know Liverpool have done good because I'm like right I see stats online like, I've got to have that one got to have that one got to have that one and then all of, obviously the three goals and Liverpool doing well so that's when you know Liverpool are on the song but we shall leave it there thanks again for listening thanks to Christian for jumping on as always we'll be back. God, at some point, at some point, <laughs> yeah, just in in between this period and, and and the Wolves game, where we're like, fuck's sake. I mean, I'm gonna try and do a, a ref regard show with with Glenn tomorrow. Just there's thankfully not that much Liverpool stuff, but I thought we'd just keep it going, talk about the Liverpool match with Glenn a little bit, and then as he's a Liverpool fan, and then we can talk about. I mean, yeah, City, the Man City goal, where even Haaland said it shouldn't have been a goal. Just stuff like that, where we can, I guess be annoyed and then laugh at Man United and stuff so there's, there's, there's stuff we can talk about um, but yeah that'll be hopefully out tomorrow thanks again we'll see you soon ta-da nice one I'm Jamie Carragher and you are listening to the Cop Eye Podcast Network.